Welcome to the Phobos Militia Hobbycast. the picture a little bit the Hasbro WWF line actually spanned 11 series and it was released between 1990 and 94 which means it hit right near the end of Hulk Hogan's first WWF run and uh, the rise of the ultimate warrior the eventual shift and focus towards the next generation which would be like Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart and the Undertaker um all the figures have that big old WWF logo on them, the classic one. Oh, yeah. And little cartoon sketches, which was really cool. Like, you had a picture of the wrestler, and then underneath it was a cartoon sketch showing the action of that signature move that the wrestler could do, which was freaking awesome. Um, and... Yeah, it's just it's just one of those things that the uh the boxed copies or not boxed but packaged copies are extremely rare. Um the classic valuable one was always the American Dream Death the Road. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> that was always the, the, the classic rare one. But um necess- but we've come across a ton. I always thought that Andre the Giant was a um a much rarer one back in the day. My Dusty story is funny. It was actually the first figure I ever got. I, I still have the card. I don't have the bubble still, but I do have the card. And it was that it the tag still on there, price tag. Um, I can't remember what kind of store it was, but it was like a kid's store. But it was probably would have been in the strip mall that Toys R Us was in or Kids R Us. Usually Kids R Us was close yeah. to Toys R Us in the same strip mall. And then... There would be other little stores that would try to get that target audience to say, you know, come to our store. You know, we have a sale or whatever. So in that store, all that they had was one figure, and it was all Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird, and I wanted the whole Kogan. Of course. Right. And I, my, my my ma had gone, um, she had read some article, like, she, uh, my ma probably had some, some coupons for the store. She saw something in the paper, some like deal that they were having. So she went to that store for a reason. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to get this Dusty Rhodes because I want someone for Hulk to like wrestle. But I, I didn't want it. I didn't okay. want Dusty Rhodes. Nobody wanted Dusty Rhodes back in the day because we weren't WCW born and bred, so all we saw was the polka dotted Dusty Rhodes coming in with Sapphire, and <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was classic. Like, but if you know his history, he's a badass. And that's what's important here because that is the moment I became a toy collector. Yeah, I I understood the di- the dynamics and why it works. He's rare because no one wanted him. I didn't want him. So the one that I didn't want ends up being the the gem. Yeah. As a collector. So it's really interesting how you can't predict those things. Yeah. That's the other thing. It's not like you can 
you can map it all out. Like Jar Jar Binks, he'll never be worth anything. Probably. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I am totally wrong. Maybe one day it will be crazy. Like that's, that's the other thing. Maybe one thing will change that we don't predict. And all of a sudden, but it likely won't. But I'm just saying, yeah, you can't like map it out. It's just going to happen as it happens. And that was the funny thing. Now out of the package, the figures aren't worth as much unless no. they, unless they're much later, the ones that came later in like the last series. So like looking at the, um, the checklist, it looks like we both got into it during series two, which would be the Dusty Roads. You had your Hacksaw Jim Duggan with the blue trunks, your Honky Tonk Man, Hulk Hogan with the portrait shirt and the bear hug, Ultimate Warrior with the white trunks, Macho King, Roddy Piper, um, Million Dollar Man with the green suit. Um, and then in this one, you know, you had your Dusty Rose and your Jimmy Snuka, which were the two rarer ones because nobody wanted them. And that's what's interesting because my second figure after Dusty was Hulk Hogan with the Hulkster hug from Series 2, 1991. And then after that, I actually got the Ted DiBiase with the black yeah, tux. so you went backward. And that's 1990, Series 1. So I remember when, when we were hanging out and also Barney, like everyone else had the green one. Yeah. But for some reason, the store that I went to had the classic. Yeah, it's, you know, so there's a stocking thing. Like, why did that one store get all the dusty roads? It must have been cheap at the time, or some deal. Some of the middle guys from the 90s series were pretty frequent, because you had your Jake the Snake Roberts, which I saw everywhere, and Brutus the Barber Beefcake the with the pink. Oh, God. Brutus was everywhere. Big Boss Man was everywhere. And Big Boss Man. Those were all three of those. Akeem. Akeem? I could never find Akeem when I was a kid. Ever the the classics from the first series that were the Demolition Axe and Smash, but that wasn't. I don't think those ones came with the helmets until the they did the tag team series later. Right, and Axe never came with the helmets. So the the thing was, you had to get a a helmet for Axe like separately. You had Macho Man Randy Savage and Ravishing Rick Rude were the classics in that one. You had your Rare Warrior with the green trunks in the first series, the little jumpy one. Um, I, I think that the Series 2 one's more iconic, probably because that's the one we had, but I did like the Macho Man from Series 1 with the orange trunks way better than the Macho King. Of course, Andre the Giant with the little giant jolt. <laughs> and then, like, when you get to Series 3, it starts to get, like, even at Series 3, it started to get a little more obscure, like ones that we really didn't have, because, like, Big Boss Man with no glasses. That was Series 3. You had Brutus the Bar Beefcake with the zebra trunks. You had um, Earthquake and Typhoon. Um, Hulk Hogan with the red bandana. Coco Beware. Um, Macho Man with the Macho Man on the trunks. Mr. Perfect with the yellow trunks. Sergeant Slaughter. Texas Tornado. And then Warrior with the purple trunks. Like All of those were pretty obscure. I never saw an Andre in the store. Ever. I never saw an axe in the store. I never saw a Rick Rude in the store. I never saw the original Macho Man in the store. I never saw an Akeem in the store. The black suit Ted was rare, at least in my area, the Midwest. Hulk was everywhere. You saw the press slam, Ultimate Warrior, everywhere. Honky Tonk was extremely rare. I never saw Honky Tonk. Um, and I was looking for these, like, all the time. Um, other than that one store, Dusty, you wouldn't see. 
Um, Roddy, you'd see Snooka was kind of rare. I wouldn't see Snooka a lot. Macho King all the time. Hacksaw all the goddamn time. Green DiBiase all the time. In 92 with Series 4, it went to like Bret Hart and British Bulldog and Ricky the Dragon and Undertaker. I think that the... What year did the tag teams come out? Oh, the tag teams came out in 91 as well. Interesting. Yeah, the Bushwhackers... Rockers and Demolition were the first. And I would always see Bushwhackers and the Rockers. Basically, every store had Brutus, <laughs> Bushwhackers, the Rockers, um, and like a Jake and probably Big Boss Man. It was like the ultimate, like, God dang it. I never remember seeing like Legion of Doom or Nasty Boys like in the stores. Never, dude. Never. I, I heard two in, in Europe. They're big. The Rockers were so common. Oh, God, it was horrible. Because <laughs> you wanted a, a different one. And you're like, God damn it, what, them again? Every single store. Yeah, in Europe, Nasty Boys were big, and, and yeah. Legion of Doom were big. And, of course, the Bushwhackers, we saw them uh, all over the fucking place. God. Yeah, it was, that was the problem, that all the ones you that I wanted were, like, I could never find, and then I just yeah. stopped looking. And that's when, that's why I never got later into like 1992, 1993. I was on the like different stuff. I think I was collecting G.I. Joe's at that point. Oh, see, so yeah. So yeah. Already moving on. Yeah, as a kid. Dude, and it's like, it's crazy in 93, you start to get to like the Jim the Anvil Neidharts and the model Rick Martell and Skinner and the Warlord. The Skinner. Like Virgil, like Virgil, a Virgil. Like, <laughs> Lonely Virgil, Sid Justice, like jeez, like Erwin R. Scheister. I remember always wanting the the Mountie when I was a kid. Oh yeah, he was, he was a cool figure. We had mentioned I didn't want to throw in with the Macho Man, Macho King. There's a weird one, man. Where like, so there's one that says it's the Macho King figure. It doesn't come with the scepter or the crown, but it says Macho, but it's the same Macho King figure with, like, the swivel clothesline move, but it says Macho Man on the back of his tights instead of Macho King. Weird. Yeah, that's the ultimate variant that I know of. It was released in a Macho Man card, so the only way you can know for sure is if you have the sealed Macho Man card. Yeah. Or if you have the figure and the back's not rubbed off. But a lot of times that his butt's like rubbed off because that's where you like pick him up, you know. <laughs> so that's the weirdest one that I know of variant wise. Dude, the, I would say the craziest like series. I'm looking at series six, which was in 93. Like there was three mail aways, number one. So like. A Hulk Hogan, a Bret Hart, and an Undertaker mail away, which are all probably rare shit. Uh-huh. But then, like, the ones that were in the store were, like, pretty terrible. There's only one good wrestler. You have Tatanka, Repo Man, Papa Shango, El Matador, and Berserker. Like, <laughs> that's like. That tells wow. you how bad it was at the time. But then you have, but in that series, you have Ric Flair. So that's the only one. Yeah, that was when it started to go bad with the gimmicks. Yeah, because in the next series, you had Owen Hart and Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels. So that's, like, getting cool. But I think 94 is when you get ridiculous. Like, you were talking about the one two three kid world. And Bam Bam Bigelow, Mr. Perfect. You had Mr. Perfect in that one, though. Lex Luger, Yokozuna, Doink the Clown. 
The DiBiase with no shirt. Yeah, that one's hard to find. <laughs> That's the rare one. Yeah. And so you would see that the later figures that came out are the rare ones. Giant Gonzalez. <laughs> you know Vince loved that look. Isn't that hilarious? Oh, of course they did. It's like, what's wrong with you? Ludwig Borga. <laughs> that one's rare shit. Yeah. And the other thing is, the other problem with, with Ludwig, he has fingers. So now you got to make sure all ten of his fingers are intact. No, it's just like that um, Ultimate War. So if you're buying on online, um, you have to look out for make sure all the fingers are there. Make sure the, the his like action move still works. Make sure the action works. It's super important. So with Adam Bomb, did I get you that bootleg one? Oh no, the bootleg one. No, you didn't get me that bootleg. No, I might still have it then. I see it online. And it's uh, they're going for like twenty dollars online right now, which is crazy. They're IWC International Wrestling Champions, and they basically just retook the old molds. Yeah, he's like, it's like black, right? It's like purple and black trunks, and yeah. The thing is, is there's other ones too. There's this one that says Wrestling Champion, which is the exact same one. They're all Dollar General. And it's the exact same figure, just different card backing. And then there's another one, which is the same. They're all the same, but this one's Wrestling Champions. They're all the dollar store versions. They're all going for 20 to $30. And the only difference is that the actual Adam Bomb, they just painted it properly. Yeah, that was a hard one to get, too. It's, it's probably worth 45 50 bucks for a loose Adam Bomb right now, 2017. Mm, yeah. So it's like 35 bucks bidding up, though, so it'll be more. There's one that's loose. Buy it now for 140 bucks if you really need it. Eh, snob store style. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 75 bucks on another one. There's a lot of minutia to note, and that's what I'm going to try to do in this episode. Uh, the accessories were always hard as fuck to find now. Like, Coco, be, beware. You and I were talking about the, the, the bird. Uh, Frankie's, like, hard as shit to find when it's not in the package. All the accessories were some of my favorite stuff, though, is you had Jake's snake. Yes. Did, did Undertaker come with a cloak? There's a version. So one does and one doesn't. The one that comes with the cloak is brown hair. The one that comes without the cloak is red hair. That's interesting. Yeah, because I, I see um ones with a cloak, too, which is that's pretty pretty badass, actually. It's worth a shit ton, comparatively. They're, they Actually, the, the normal one went up a lot in the last year. Well, and, and and of course, they've recently released a new line of these as well. Yeah, it's a good time to throw that in here. The, the Mattel Hasbro throwbacks. <laughs> so, like, there's a Undertaker with the purple tie from the Attitude Era. They have Ultimate Warrior with green trunks, but he has, like, different arms. And then you have um, Roman Reigns, uh, Brock Lesnar. It's hard as fuck to get. Kevin Owens and John Cena, which I think it'd be cool just to have all six and have them out of the package, which would be pretty badass. If you look up Brock on Amazon, people are trying to sell them for like eighty bucks and shit. Oh yeah, like they're already over twenty too. My my thing is though, is as always, like we'll just look for them. I mean, worst case scenario, I'll just get you an adorable Adrian Adonis rubber figure, and you can you know live your live your dreams. There we go. <laughs> I, it was funny, I saw an article, I was like, do the Mattel figures look too much like the Hasbro figures? I'm like, I thought that was the point. Oh, you're talking about, like, somebody said that the 
the new old school ones look too much like the old school ones. Yeah, and it almost sounds like the guy who was like, "There's a Hasbro line that's out." It's like, no, it's Mattel. Yeah, it's 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 Mattel. It's people not reading into it enough. Yeah, yeah, that's classic. Um, here's here's a Brock Lesnar sixteen dollars on the card. eBay, eBay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where you're gonna find it. Don't look on Amazon. I'm still not gonna pay. See, that's the other thing that's funny. And okay, we have to talk about this. How much are they at the store? Do you know? What are they like? Ten bucks at the store? Eleven or twelve bucks? I bet. They they got to be ten dollars at the store. And see, back then they were like three fifty, four fifty, and it was like what um, Chris Cardillo said. Depending on whether you went to KB or not, KB would always mark it up a dollar. So it'd probably be four fifty at KB. Maybe at Toys R Us would be like three fifty. So imagine paying three fucking dollars fifty cents. I mean, I know inflation and everything, but it's really not. It shouldn't be ten dollars today. It should be it should be like six bucks. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, you want to feel like you're getting a deal. I mean, for me, I'm not gonna pay twenty bucks. But if I w- if I had all the Hasbro figures, and I was like a total Hasbro completist, like mm-hmm. then I would get them. I think. I'd pay the hundred and whatever, but I'm not. Oh, I wouldn't. <laughs> like I said, I, I just want something cool from everything. Yeah. Well, because my thing is, is that, like, I think it's awesome that they did them. Oh, yeah. But I'm not going to um pay it on eBay. Fuck no. I would rather find it classically in the store... And then just go from there. Like it's 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 okay. Like my brother Mike shot me a picture in the store, right? Um, yeah, and he he shot me a picture at the store. So they they're in the store now. Now, so the big giant super detailed ones are ten dollars. So it might be like they might be six bucks or eight bucks for those in the store. Well, that's the thing with the amiibos. Let's go to Walmart and buy all the the like Link amiibos and sell them for thirty dollars. That's that's what's happening. You have the guy that goes to Walmart at like eight o'clock in the morning, yeah. and buys all. Yeah. So that's what's happening with these new WWE retro figures is that somebody is going and buying them all up and just putting them online to cash in on nostalgia. I mean, that's what resellers are doing. That's why they're making a business out of it. I mean, it makes sense. It soils the whole kind of thing because it it already exists. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's just like what I was saying at the very beginning. It's like there's two ways. There's when it already exists, and then there's something that, like, forms on its own as you're with it, and you watch it, like, form, and no one can say what's going to happen. But now everything's figured out already, so all the people are going to jump on it. It's, It's like an easy, it's too easy, especially Brock. In my opinion, like, I understand. Why they're doing it. However, all these cool stories of us going and hunting stuff and finding it in the store, like, kids in the future won't have that because all the resellers are going and buying up everything, so they won't have that story. That's a good point. That's the only issue I have with it. Now, I mean, people can, you know, buy and spend and do what they want with what they buy and. You know, it's we're in a new age where more people buy online than they do in an actual brick and mortar anymore. Anyways, the kids th- can't go physically and find it. And- yeah, and so like the brick and mortars are starting to die, but the actual stores themselves, like Walmart's on eBay right now. The toys are us too. 
So that was the major thing my wife was selling stuff online is she was competing with Toys R Us and Walmart because they're learning. They're, I, I would not be surprised if some of these stores are literally skipping their own brick and mortar and going straight to eBay and Amazon. Well, it's like what we were talking about with your book. Like, if, if it makes money, like, you're dumb not to. Well, exactly. <laughs> That's the thing. It, it's like they, they almost have to. They have a marketing department that's like, you better look over here. Yeah. There's people making, there's people with millions of feedback over here, like, hello. Hello. That's a thing. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and you were, you made a great point with the, the physical realm. It's, you know, being sold on, online. Now, the thing is, when Judy and I, we went to River Oaks mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, just, you know, for shits. Because I hadn't been there in, like, 20 years. So I was like, I, I just want to go back and, like... Just see what it's like. Yeah. And uh, it's, like, all clothing stores. Well, of course. It hit me there. It's like, well, that's the one thing that you don't want to buy online. Because it probably won't fit you or it might not look good on you. So that still will hold a physical market. Yeah. I mean, that it, clothing stores will always have a place and then there's like a bed store why because you want to try the bed out before you buy it so a bed store is all shit like that but the media it's gonna die because i can just buy a dvd on ebay for like six bucks like why do i need to go to the store and get it for and then and then they gouge me you know then they're like 15 dollars, and it's like it's kind of like when you go to flea market and the guy looks up oh let's see how much it is online you're like goodbye yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I could have just gone online. Didn't you have to see? You know, didn't have to come here. That's the point. I wanted to get a deal. See, so so that also, like you going to River Oaks shows another crazy thing that's happened since the old school days where we were getting the WWF figures in the store, and that's like the major WalMarts and Targets and GameStops and. They all overtook the smaller mom and pop stores, even bought them out. So you're not going to have those kids that can con their parents while they're going to try on clothes at the mall to buy a wrestling figure because they're not there anymore. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, like, it's insane, though. It's like crazy dichotomy, if you think about it, that, like, now the kids, like, oh, we'll have to stop at Walmart, too. Yeah, so it's like, well, we're not going to do that. And that was like I was saying, where when I got my, my Dusty figure, my mom wasn't going to stop at Toys R Us on the way home to get a Hulk figure, so I, I'm just going to grab this Dusty figure, even though I don't really want it. But then it, it ended up being, like, the best thing I ever did, like, as far as that toy line goes. So it's funny. It was definitely a classic. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, but at the time, I mean, you had no idea. Say somebody's going right now to get a wrestling figure at, Target, Walmart, whatever, you're not going to be able to get any of the cool wrestlers. They're going to want Brock Lesnar. Well, guess what? All the resellers bought it up. Gone. So so all (laughs) you're going to get is the Chico Santana freaking Legends figure that's been sitting at Target every time I go there, and there's a thousand of them on the shelves. Yeah, it'd be like Roman Reigns. See, that's how it was in the back back in the day, though. Like we said, it was always the Bushwhackers. It was always Hacksaw Jim Duggan. You know, the Rockers, it's like, man, like, where's Snooka? Where's Akeem? Where's, where's the Warlord, you know, or British Bulldog? You never see those. Yeah, it was weird. You mentioned, you mentioned Roman Reigns. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My interesting thing is, okay, so how vocal 
is the IWC, the Internet Wrestling Community. Like, I understand that all the smart marks, all the adults, they all enjoy booing the shit out of Roman Reigns, but he actually is a really good wrestler. That's the thing that's crazy. Like, John Cena, we were, when we were, when it was fun to boo him, he was getting stale. It was, it was like getting to the point where they were doing the same thing over and over and over and over again with him. Roman Reigns, they kind of like forced him down our throats, but that's what the internet wrestling community has been saying. Any analyst, any like old school wrestling commentator, old wrestlers, any of the analytical wrestling channels all say how good Roman Reigns really is. They just laugh how WWE dubs out all the boos because all the smart guys are sitting there vocally booing the shit out of him. Because it's fun. Because they make it a game. I could say so much on that. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. Well, it's well, it's number one. When Vince has a hard-on for somebody, Yeah. there's no stopping him, no matter what. Mm-mm. Definitely not. The other thing is, um, being pushed, there's that reverse psychology, and everyone just doesn't want to be forced to like somebody. What uh, Bruce Pritchard said, the audience needs to feel like they made the, the wrestler. Yeah. The audience needs to feel like it was them who created the wrestler and made him the rock or whatever. Yeah. Cause, so it, that's the whole uh, part of it, too, and the fact that Reigns needs to go through probably a heel period and then come out the other side, like the wormhole, and then come out and then do a face turn, like, within that. I I do think that he's due, and hopefully, because Roman Reigns is taking on The Undertaker at uh, WrestleMania, which is actually this weekend as we record, because we're recording on March 30th, 2017, so this Sunday is WrestleMania weekend, which is... You know, perfect timing for us to record a live WWF podcast talking about wrestling figures. Um, Roman Reigns is fighting The Undertaker. If he just cleanly beats him, it's going to be a huge, like, missed opportunity. Because if he goes heel and does some evil shit, it'll be better. Well, up till now, he's reminded me of, like, the Cena. Like, he was, Cena was a heel at first, remember? And it was awesome. Yeah. And then they turned him face, but they never turned him heel again. Well, yeah, because they turned him so far-faced that so many kids were, like, Hulk Hoganizing him. So it's that thing where, like, Vince just won't turn him heel for some reason. So hopefully this will hopefully this will be when Vince finally decides to do it. It just seems like he's holding out too long. Like, dude, they're not going to cheer for him. Like, they're not going to cheer for him. Now, the other side of that is they are booing. Just care, care one, one way or the other. They are responding. Well, and, and that's just it. And he, I almost think, cause the, the one thing that the Bruce Pritchards of the world, none of those guys really mention that I always think about is no matter what, wrestling is a work. So it's, it's not fake. It's, it's, it's planned. It's all that stuff. It's not, you know, it's not fake because they actually have to go out there and put their bodies on the lines, but it's a work. So, Who's to say that they're not just working the crowd, pushing Roman Reigns because they just want to keep getting that response because ratings are down. Um, no matter what they're doing, the ratings are down in the dumps comparatively to years past. 
So they might just be doing it because it's interesting that, oh, when are they ever going to do it? Well, maybe they just won't just to work us and make us care and talk about it, which would be kind of cool. Um, it's interesting to think about. I mean, if they want to give us what we want, they're going to turn Roman Reigns heel at WrestleMania. I think what, um, what Austin and Pritchard and even Wade Keller say, uh, he uses the Superman punch way too much. You have to let, let off on that. It gets way too old. Like he goes to that like all the time. So that kind of kills it. He needs to just let off in the Superman punch. Like he needs to get another move in there kind of thing. So, you know, but other than that, yeah, I think that's what we'll do with the other thing with the ratings. It's like you have to fill out a survey for the ratings and you have, you're like a Nielsen family and they send you like this equipment and they said they they send you these notepads that you have to fill out. And it's like, who does that anyway? So I don't even know what a rating, like what kind of water that holds anymore. That's the other thing. You mentioned the Superman punch, but that's not even his finisher. That's the crazy thing. No, he just uses it every fucking like two seconds. Yeah, he just punches people. It's like, dude, do something else. Went to the well once too often. I think it's good, though, too, because I don't watch main roster at all. So the last time I watched any main roster wrestling outside of a quick YouTube recap of something um, was Royal Rumble. And that was just a Royal Rumble match. Um, So WrestleMania, I'm going to watch the whole thing. It was one thing that I noticed about it when I watched the WrestleMania match was he just kept doing that Superman punch. It was like, dude. <laughs> well, typically at WrestleMania, you're going to see people pulling out multiple finishers anyways because they're putting on more of a show. Right. But the beauty is that I wasn't the only one who noticed. Austin Pritchard and Keller all saw that. And they're like, lay off on that, dude. Yeah. It's like Austin doing the um, uh, body press punch deal, like press. five times in a row. Like, all right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it just gets like super old. Like, uh, people will be booing Austin too. I don't know, maybe not, but it's just kind of one of those things. Well, because Austin wouldn't do it. That's the, that's the key. And the other thing is, he needs to reach the audience. If he wants to be a face, he needs to reach the audience in a way that it's there's an awkwardness about him. The, the issue is is that the audience is different now because no matter what Kevin Owens does, Kevin Owens still gets cheered because of who he is because he's an asshole. He's literally just, his character is just being a dick. And it's awesome. And we like it because we like the classic heels. Well, we're the wrestling fans. We're everybody. So it's like everybody's sitting there, no matter what he does, they're still cheering him, and he is the legitimate straight bad guy heel, like beating the crap out of people. And he's comfortable in his, and he's comfortable in his skin. Yes. Roman Reigns is not. No. He's very, he's very awkward, and there's the fact that he know. Okay, when he comes out, it's like when The Rock got booed a few WrestleManias ago, and you could tell he was, like, butthurt. Like, you could just look on his face. That's what Roman Reigns has. There's a feeling that he knows he's being booed. Cena didn't have that. No. Cena can get booed, and it's basically like no one exists yeah. right now. I'm just my character. But Roman Reigns, you can feel that... he's react. He reacts to it. He's kind of, like, butthurt by it. Yeah. Because he's not like his full self, like Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens enjoys 
being a douchebag. <laughs> and uh, Roman Reigns is supposed to be a face, but he's not. And he's, you can tell he's like, fuck, fuck. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, Kevin Owens will talk smack. So somebody says, you're you're fat, Kevin Owens. He'll be like, oh, yeah, you're fucking fatter than me. Like, he'll, he'll say that to him in the crowd and curse at him. He don't care. And it works. It's right. He has a really quick wit. So... It's almost like not only does Reigns have to turn heel, but he needs a mouthpiece. And there's another thing, like, it's like you can't you can't get it by on looks and a body. Just look at the yes man. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He didn't have to do, he didn't have to have, like, a, be ripped. He didn't have to be tall. He didn't have to have a chiseled face. He just had to be a badass wrestler. He was just Daniel Bryan. Yeah. And he, he connected with the audience and it's funny that he didn't have any of those things so it's almost like roman reigns thinks he can get by it's like he thinks that because the rock was you know the way the rock looked and he was like a perfect you know the muscles and all the women loved him he thinks well i should be good too but the rock had that other chemistry with the audience too and and by him thinking that i think it's vince thinking that (laughs) like i i really think it's just Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, Vince is like, oh, they'll catch on. You're you're a good-looking guy. They'll catch on. They'll love you. Just wait. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's 90% Vince and 10% like Roman's just doing what he can. Because I really think that if they let Roman go crazy, the, I, can, I think he could do a lot better. But they kind of he kind of has handcuffs on right now. Because he's just doing what Vince wants, and he's put him in the main event, so shit, I would too. But, like, yeah, he needs to have a little bit of Stone Cold Balls. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just like the analysis of Roman Reigns. Because it's very interesting. And when he does, if he ever does turn heel, the question will be if the audience will be like, well, I'm not going to boo him now. Because that's what they want. That would be awesome. (laughs) Right? All of a sudden they cheer. (laughs) I mean, it's so fucking weird, but that's the other thing with people being too smart now. It's like, okay, yeah. so this goes perfectly back into the figures where yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone's too smart for their own good. So now they, they all know to buy the Brock Lesnar, you know, like it's a dead figure is going to be worth a ton. So we all got to pick that one up. And the problem is, is that now you're going to have those resellers that are going to have six copies sitting in storage somewhere and it'll devalue it now like 10 like 20 20 years down the line it'll devalue it because all of a sudden there's always going to be those guys that have those box copies whereas in the old school Hasbro series nobody was doing that except for those few older dudes that thought to collect and those are few and far between back then so it's Brock versus Dusty here and and here's the thing because we're talking shit on Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns will probably be the Dusty that nobody really quote-unquote wants, but it's the people that are too smart that are not going to pick him up because they don't like him because they think that nobody likes him. I, th- I think in reality, he's going to turn into a an Edge or a Triple H where later on people are going to appreciate him, but only... If he does something from now till then, that is a game changer. He can't just sit there and be Super Cena, too. I think with Dusty, just no one wanted Dusty, so a lot of those figures no one bought 
period. So they just went to the fucking dump. Oh, yeah. So nowadays, someone's going to buy something, I think. like So there'll be some like bottoms-feeding eBay seller that'll buy all the Roman Reigns and oh, just yeah. put it. But no one at the time bought Dusty because there wasn't an online market. No one thought it was going to be the way it is now. You can't like see the future like that. You know? You're on the crystal ball. That's what's cool, too. There's just that amorphic stage when something's just taking shape that you just never know what's going to happen. Now it's kind of predictable, yeah. though. It's definitely predictable now. Yeah. I mean, I could see from a mile away that the Amiibos were going to be crazy, and then they were going to even out because Nintendo's going to restock it, and it's the same thing with these Switches, the Nintendo Switches. Like, everybody bought up all the Nintendo Switches, which Nintendo sold out, but how many of those were the resellers nabbing them up and then just throwing them up on eBay and sitting on them to try to make a quick profit? And now they're shitting bricks because Nintendo's pushing out more Switches. <laughs> mm. So they're they're not gonna make their they're not gonna make any profit. They're just gonna try to get rid of them. So it, it's an interesting dichotomy for sure. It's it's one of those things where when it starts to flood the market with them and they drop the price because they want to get rid of it before Nintendo restocks it. It's like that's when you want to wait and pick up stuff and. It'll be the same thing with the um, the WWF Mattels, because they're not Hasbro, they're Mattels. Um, if they keep stocking the shelves with them, the resellers will get burned. And that's the interesting aspect. It's something that nobody was really doing back in the day, because nobody was buying up all the toys back then. Media was a fringe benefit back then. The toys were a fringe, they were a treat. Nowadays, like, we kind of live in a media world, you know? Yeah, it's pushed, it's pushed down your throat instead of, let's go to the, to the toy aisle. Well, it was back in the day, video games and all that stuff was a, um, you know, a special occasion, and we'd play it every once in a while, whereas now video games are a way of life because we've all grown up, and <laughs> that's what we do now. And it's the same cycle that's following like it's already been figured out yeah so it's it's interesting too because how stuff changes when more stuff gets released because like i found a, a custom paul Heyman like in the suit with the bald head it looks amazing it's like 15 bucks i was like shipped i was like oh cool dude this is great and it actually used the uh the green million dollar man body oh so it's hasbro style it, it was a Hasbro custom. It used the green million dollar man body Amazing. and, and they color, they painted it black, but it's like really good paint. It's like lacquered and shiny. It's not like crap. Yeah. Um, that's another thing with the cut, with the, the customs. But see, now I could probably sell that for 40 or 50 because someone wants that for their Brock. Well, that makes sense. See, it's how things change. So before that Brock came out, it was just a Paul Heyman custom. Now that there's a Brock that looks like the Hasbros, that's going to open up that door for that. People are going to want a Paul Heyman Hasbro. Sure. Right now, like speaking of the custom ones, there's a dude on eBay that does, I think it's 50 bucks. He'll do any wrestler for you. So you can make any wrestler a custom and you can do infinite wrestlers. Hasbro stuff. And 50 is just so much. Oh, way too much. Yeah, way too much. But, but like, literally, like, I would get, like, the uh, best in the world CM Punk or something. Like, that would be freaking badass with tattoos and everything. 
like the work that's involved, I understand. Yeah. You know, he probably should get 50 bucks because they look good. But it's just the fact that, like, damn, that's a lot to throw off. In my opinion, like, so the Hasbro Customs, in my opinion, is would be just like doing NES reproductions and hacks. The issue is, is that it's endless. The sea goes forever, so you could literally spend money to eternity, whereas if you're collecting just a licensed NES and then you move to something else, or the Hasbros, um, you have a finite goal. There's only a certain amount, so you're not going to be literally like, oh, okay, so now I can just go and get Zelda Outlands, or now I can just get, you know, John Cena, or... And then you have, like, every single outfit from every single wrestler, and you could just literally have millions of wrestling figures. So, like, that's just too much for me. Like, I I would rather just do what they release. Yeah, and again, like, okay, if that's all that I collected was Hasbro's... The only thing. Yeah, but, you know, I, I got to collect a lot more than that. Yeah, infinite, man. <laughs> I try to collect everything retro, at least a little bit of everything. Exactly. Just that little flavor. So, yeah, and that's it's a that's just a great point, too. Just the whole mindset of everything and kind of looking at it as when there is a finite point, there's a goal, and it's just uh, easier to wrap your head around, I guess. You know, if I did anything custom, especially at $50, I'd probably just get, like, myself and some friends done. Classes. That'd be cool, though. That would be. That'd be, like, one of those really cool ones. Make your own figure, you know? Exactly. Like, having him do, like, give him my my own pictures, my own tattoos, and be like, all right, make this, and choose whatever figure pose you want or whatever. Like, it'd be, that'd be kind of cool. Other than that, like, I'm, I'm okay. Because, like, there's just too many figures, man.
Back to the Hasbros. The last series of Hasbros, they're all expensive. The green cards, yeah, so we have to talk about Ludwig Borga. You have Yokozuna with the white, the white Yokozuna. Evil Crush, he has, like, the face paint. Oh, uh, the Kona Crush. Yeah, with, with the Kona Crusher. Yeah, he's got a goatee, and he's evil. He got one, two, three, kid. Uh, the funny thing, he got his eyebrows shaved when he passed out on a plane, so it's that picture on the card. That's amazing that that's the picture. Yeah, he doesn't have his eyebrows. Uh, Adam Bomb, good old Adam Bomb, and then Billy and Bart Gunn, which weren't in, like, a tag team set. They were each individual. It's a lot like the the later two Bushwhackers. There was another Bushwhackers that were released each in their own um, package with a different color of pants, <laughs> and they each they each come with a hat that's like chewed off. You know how they like chew the hats? Oh yeah, like eat it. Yeah, it's like eating the hat or whatever. They each come with a hat. Oh jeez, that goes forever then. Yeah, and those are you might as well get those in the in the package if you want a complete set. Because you're probably not going to find those hats, man. It's fucking hard, dude. Um, there's, like, certain things about the set that make it hard. Like, Doink. Doink's hair is, like, actual hair. Like, threaded. Yeah. Um, like, threads. So, if someone... If a kid had that, he either cut it, or there's jelly in it, or it's just nasty. So, to find a Doink with, like, really... And, and with all the fingers. For some reason, Doink... Is missing fingers like oh. <laughs> so you mentioned Evil Crush, right? He's super rare. Yeah. So I don't see him online. All I see is, is the the Crush from Series Seven, where he's purple Kona Crush, and then there's the Demolition Crush that comes in the tag. Yeah. So there's another one that's like uber rare. So let's see. Go to Google. Go to Google and type in Evil Crush in Google. I think he's that rare that people bought him off. And just to put things into perspective, the demolition, just the helmet is $20, $22. Just the helmet. Oh, there he is. Okay, so he ha- so he's like purple, and he has like a little black thing over his face. Because there's one that has all of them, the entire season 11 green card set. It's $1,000. Those are the Holy Grails. Yeah, those, no one bought those. Those were in, like, very small amounts. Um, also, I want to throw in, uh, with the variants, there's a Rick Rude. There's two different pant colors, and you, you actually had one pant color, and I had the other. Yeah. So we have those. Yeah, there's a Dusty Rhodes variant. There's something different with the boots. Nice. Yeah, like, the painting on the boots is different. And then the classic Kamala with the moon on the belly which is considered the rarest figure of the whole line. If you have a Kamala with moon on the belly sealed, that is the Holy Grail. Um, Other than that, your Holy Grails are your very last line with the green cards, Series 11, 1994, and then... What about your Owen Hart? (laughs) And then Dusty Rhodes. Um, Dusty Rhodes. Now, Owen Hart's a good question. I don't know how much he's gone up. Uh, A sealed Owen Hart? 100 bucks. Probably it'll cost you. Hundred bucks. It's probably only going higher because hell, even the rockers now are a hundred dollars sealed. So <laughs> people are starting to notice how awesome Owen was. It's almost like yeah, he's starting to get seasoned in the oven right about now. Everyone's starting to figure it out. There's two aspects that I still definitely want to hit on. Number one, my brother Mike has like a near complete collection. 
I'm at 80, and I think there's a little over 100, so I'm missing like a little over 20. So that that's pretty good. She, Mike was saying when I last talked to him that he has like 80 or 90, I think. So he's still got a decent amount to collect, too. Still got a little bit to go. So, so the other thing I want to mention is the, uh, the classic, smaller, Galoob WCW wrestlers. They were like the trying to be Hasbro. Um, the irony is, is that they came out in 1990 as well. So it was like they kind of saw what WWF was going to do. And they like decided to just like jump on it real quick. But like, I always remember, I think like I had the sting. Um, you had the Ric Flair, I think, or... Yeah, the ring came with Ric Flair. I got the WCW cage ring. It came with Flair and Rick Steiner, both with belts. So you got two belts, Ric Flair, Rick Steiner, and the cage ring. Rick World, Rick Rolled. Nice. Rick Rolled all over the place. Yeah, they were pretty cool, though. Um, they had a, like, a classic Ninja Turtle-style collector case with their figures, they were pretty cool, but like Barry Windham, I remember hit that figure was pretty terrible. The um classic Lex Luger with like the the thing was is that so those figures were the same size as the WWF ones, except for they didn't move. They were hard plastic and didn't move at all. They were just like uh WCW was back in the day, just a cheap knockoff of <laughs> of WWF. I mean that's exactly what it was. So like the muscles, how you just like fight them like thumb fighters. Yeah. You just like fight them against each other. But um they looked really good though. The sculpts. So it looks like there was twelve of them in the small series and you had um Arn Anderson and Rick Flair, you had Rick and Scott Steiner brothers, you had Sting and Lex Luger you had Ron Simmons and Ron Simmons. I don't know. <laughs> Probably the natural butchery. Um, you had Sid with little long mullet hair, Barry Windham, Tom Zink, the Z-Man, and then Brian Pillman. Pillman and Sting, I would see a lot. Yeah, I, I just remember the, the couple that you had, which was Rick and Rick, and then I had Scotty Mullet Steiner and Sting and Luger, I think. The problem with those, the, again, the paint wear off real bad. Absolutely. The sculpts were great, but they were more like realistic sculpts, not like funny, kind of like super deformed sculpts. Yeah. So, but they're, they're cool, I guess. You just gotta find one, like, you might as well get one sealed if you're gonna, cause the play wear is just too much on those. It looks like shit. Yeah, I just, I didn't really, didn't really care for them. And, um, one of the crazy things when we were like, reminiscing about the uh the hasbros though was we were looking at some of the classic ads and every single ad that we saw was like there was like little not errors but like little variants and stuff that existed that we um that that weren't in the actual thing like one of them like one of the ads i sent you was um greg the hammer was actually in rhythm and in his rhythm and blues attire with black hair and I was like, that never came out. Which he hated that gimmick, and he only did that for a little bix. So that's the other thing. Um, so yeah. I think that he only did it for such a small amount. There's also, like, if you... A lot of them had, like, German language on it. You can see... Yeah. So that's another big thing for everyone listening. Germany is just, like, Hasbro country. And uh, there were weird things in the in the ad, too. If you guys come across the old Hasbro ads, there was one with, like, the ring skirt. It was like an actual skirt. Yeah. A 
around the ring. It was crazy, and um, the turnbuckles were a little different. There are variants, though. So there's a blue ring with, with circle turnbuckles. There's a blue ring with square turnbuckles. Um, there's a blue ring with black turnbuckle circle and square, and then there's the UK exclusive with the sound module that's blue. And there's a JC Penny exclusive blue ring with Hulk and Savage. Yeah, that one came with figure. And then there's a yellow ring. Yes, King of the Ring. And then, then there's the mini wrestlers, the mini Hasbro wrestlers that they would release in four packs. They were like mini rumblers. So it was like, there was a little tiny ring, which this was more like muscle. With the mini wrestlers, you had Legion of Doom and Natural Disasters was one set. Brutus Beefcake, Greg Valentine and Bushwhackers were another. Perfect Duggan Piper, Texas Tornado, another. Then there was actually the Royal Rumble ring, and you got six guys, Hogan, Slider, Savage, DiBiase, Jake, and Big Boss Man. So the mini wrestlers, too, the mini rumblers, I call them, they were cool. Yeah. I never saw the small ones except for, like, the ones you have. Hasbro accessories. Did you ever see these? There's Jake Roberts, Damien, Rubber Snake with bag. With the bag? Isn't that crazy? Like, what the fuck is that? WW Hasbro, what they call accessories? Yeah. There's a Hogan dress-up kit, a Warrior dress-up kit. I saw those. And then a stencil kit. <laughs> Wrestling gear. But yeah, a rubber snake with the bag. I'd love to have that. Like, That's got to be fucking rare. I've never seen that shit. Oh, there's your uh, your little um, sheepers, bushwhackers with their little hats, with their little caps. And what's funny is that after watching ECW, and then I watched sheepherders have a barbed wire match, and I'm like, wow. I never thought I'd watch the Bushwhackers get all bled out. Yeah, they were hardcore as hell out of WWF. Yeah, it was a Southern match with, like, Abdullah or something on one of my tapes. It was, like, crazy. It was a bloodbath. I'm like, oh, my God, this is great. They actually went to ECW as Luke and Butch Dudley for a few shows, too. Little spot shows. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. So they went to ECW, too, for for a little bit. I'm going to look and see the Jake the Snake bag. I want to see a picture of it. That's the weirdest. That's like the coolest fucking accessory ever that I'd never heard of. <laughs> yeah, there it is. It actually says Jake the Snake on the bag. Wow. It has like his little logo on it. And the Damien's different too. It's like, it's like a little brown. Like, it's like a rubber snake. It's, it's on eBay. There's one for $100. <laughs> That's awesome though. Yeah, it's basically a cheap, cheap bag that my mom would get at work, like a hundred by the hundreds. Yeah, they just put Jake the Snake's logo on it. That's amazing. Hundred dollars for that. The box is what you want, though. The, if you find one with the box, it looks amazing. Oh yeah, the the box looks great. That's how you know it's Hasbro. So it's 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 actually there. You go. There's the size. It's ten inches long. That would be great to have. I'd love to have that sealed, of course, in the box <laughs> and signed if I could. Sealed. What I like is the um the actual WWF Legends or w- WWE Legends series. They have a Jake the Snake with the uh, the Cobra, <laughs> where the one that bit Macho. They actually have that figure, which is awesome. That's badass. There's like so many of those that are like awesome looking, but the um that one's cool because that's when he was like his ultimate heel evilness, which was great. Yeah, he was so good at everything. It was funny. The American dream, just the road. Just the road, baby. Second most recognizable athlete in the entire world. I like how they put it. They put his move with the Dust Buster. Dust Buster. <laughs> the funniest thing about Dusty 
in the locker room, he wouldn't wear any pants or underwear. He'd just walk around, like, with a t-shirt on. With his dust buster out. Yeah, like, damn, (laughs) dude, get the fuck away from me. (laughs) (laughs) So, so what I do want, though, is, um, I want to get the wrestling buddy of Jake the Snake. That'd be cool. No, wrestling buddies have gone up, too. It's something we should talk about. Have the... Yeah, so I have the um the Hogan and Macho King wrestling buddies. Those are the two that I have. That's cool. They got Hogan for Christmas one year. Didn't you have a Ric Flair? I had I have Sting. I have that Sting. That's what it was. You had the classic because WCW always had their rip off. Like the rip off, man. It was pretty cool. I ripped the arm off during an, an intense battle during Halloween Havoc on the jumping on the uh, bed, but. <laughs> doing moves awesome dude Halloween Havoc that was cool about WCW they all had their pay-per-views I could watch them as a kid I didn't, you didn't have to pay for them yeah. that is where I loved WCW because you could watch your Halloween Havoc for free for free it was like oh my god I can't believe I'm watching this for free dude so we uh, sewed his arm back on <laughs> it looks alright so I'm looking at the the wrestling the wrestling buddies um, there's a ton actually. They've even done new ones now, which is hilarious. Um, so Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase green suit with the Million Dollar Belt. I always wanted that one. Fifty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> he had classic Hogan and Warrior with the WWF title. Yeah, Barney had the Warrior one. I always wanted the Warrior and never had him. Um, a good side note is that um London calls the Macho King Unky Kyle and Hulk Hogan Unky Drunky. When she has them wrestle. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that way I, we, me and her can wrestle them. <laughs> it's just funny. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, there's some WCW NWO ones where there's a Hogan, a Macho Madness, a Sting, a DDP, a Nash. I think I have one of them. I might have Sting. And they talk, too. Does it say the worth? Um, those ones are 125 bucks for four of them, so... WWE, too. There's Rey Mysterio, newer. <laughs> Brodus Clay, Funkasaurus, like John Cena. <laughs> They're from 2012. They did some some of the classics. Yeah, it's like the WCWs could never do anything on their own. It's funny. They just had like look and see what everyone else was doing. Oh, there you go. Freaking Legion of Doom, Animal and Hawk, $600 for the wrestling buddies. Of course. Everything Legion of Doom is fucking insane. Big Boss Man, <laughs> 75 bucks. So the original run was, they have all six here, and they're $1,000. <laughs> so you got DiBiase, Hogan, Jake, Warrior, Boss Man, and Macho King. That's the first six. Um, there's a Hulk Hogan in the box, which looks awesome. That's $300. <laughs> I mean, you might as well have kept the box. We'll see as a kid you want to play with them, but as an adult, you can still see the figure. Yeah. Because you can touch it in the store, so you might as well just have it, have the box anyway. It's like a better presentation piece. Well, the issue with the box is that, and why it didn't last, is because the take it, like, it, the figure's, like, bigger than the box, and it's, like, it's one of those that's, like, a six-sided box. So, like, it's just, it's meant to be bent and destroyed. Even the box that's on here for $300 is all warped. Oh, they all probably were, yeah. And likely, like, there's Toys R Us stickers on it, which is classic. But, yeah, $300 for the, the boxed version. So, I mean, you literally would have to 
have to spend that. And I mean, the thing is, if you're going to display it, that's the ultimate way. The ultimate way. Warrior looks awesome, though, because it says, like, wrestling buddies. I'll have an amazing to have, dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, you have the retro museum. It's, like, perfect spot. Yeah. So one thing I'm I'm working on is, yeah, I got my Hulk and Macho King on the chair. They always make um, photo bombs and some of my pictures that I post online every once in a while. Yeah, I've noticed them. Yeah, with the video games, books <laughs> and stuff. Hanging out. Always hanging out, man. Might as well cross, cross-pollinate, you know? Exactly. Got that. You got my artwork that's in the area. It's, I just don't have as much space as you do because I move around so much. But eventually, I'm going to expand, but... My thing is, is that like I'll hunt later. It'll be fun. Like I'll, it'll be really hard too. So when I find something, it'll be super special. So like I'm looking down the uh, the list to see if any pop out at me, any of the classic Hasbro's, because like some of these like you would never see, like British Bulldog. I don't think I've ever seen like out and about and finding wrestlers. And... So I always remember Ric Flair finding him or. Kamala. The ones I don't have, yeah, Series 11, any of those. I'm not going to get the red or the purple vest razor. I have a black one. It's fine. That's a cool one. I have that one sealed, actually. The Shawn Michaels uh, black tights are really hard to find. I have a white tights version, so that's a hard one to get. DiBiase without the shirt, I've never seen that. I've got him sealed, actually. Marty, Marty Jannetty, like, but, like, later marty Janetti. i've got him i don't have the brett with the silver shades i'm only missing like a little over a dozen so you might actually have more than my brother then we're we're about even when i was talking to him he has one two three kid though and he has a few more rare ones um i don't have the mail away hogan it's like a red hogan yeah there's a mail away hogan a mail away brett and a mail away undertaker brett's the same and so is undertaker right with the cloak version yeah, so the only way that it's not is if you have it with the bag still around the figure. Well, yeah. But it's like a plain bag. Like, it's not anything cool. That's it. Huh? But you can still prove that it's mail away. Yeah. And if you saved, like, the envelope and shit, then we're really talking. Well, and then you got a story. See, that's the, the key. But But my thing is, is, like, I would never say never. I just wouldn't go out of my way to find them. So like, but if but if we're at the store and we see some Hasbro's, like we're gonna pick them up, even if we already have them, just because I know so many people that would want them. They're so cool, and you just love them. So the best site is at figurerealm.com. They have all the variants, everything on it. So like, they have even the extra Kamala and everything on here. Dusty with the boots and. Yeah, because I've seen those on, like, YouTube, people showing their crazy collections. Um, yeah, with all the different variants. Yeah, I don't know if they go into the the microcosms. Which, I do have some variants, but it's like me with the NES. I'll, if I'll get a five-screw, if I see a three-screw, I'll get it if it's cheap that I don't have. Yeah. The, the Undertaker with the jacket, like the removable cloth jacket, super hard. So I don't have that one either. Um, Brett with the silver shades, I don't have. That one's actually not that expensive. I could probably get that one. And that's about it. I have, like, every other figure. Really? So, except for the Macho Man King version with man on the back of the tights. Finding any of the guys with their accessories is more hard than it should be. That's another weird thing. Like, Masters of the Universe, guys are easy to find with their accessories. 
WWF Hasbro's not the case. I think his kids just played, wrestled with them more. Well, and as we said earlier, like, Jake Snake is just a fucking snake. Yeah, like, Frankie the Parrot's just a parrot, so, so ten years later, parents are, like, throwing shit away, it's just like a parrot in a toy box. Yeah. So you don't know what the fuck it is, like, there's that ambiguity, Transformers has that too, weird-ass parts, like, what the fuck is this? Like, what would this go to? <laughs> As far as before we sign off, the hardest ones for me to get, personally, were, like, Ultimate Warrior, the last version with the purple trunks. United Kingdom has a lot of those. It's not very common. America, unfortunately. America. Is there any difference between the UK ones and the US ones? Not that I've seen. Yeah, and he has an action for both of his feet. So you raise one arm, and it makes one foot go up and down. It's like a foot stomp. So you got to make sure both of the actions work. I mean, um, it's just one of those things. But the other hard one to get, the Nasty Boys were hard. Those are mostly in Europe. Legion of Doom is hard to get with all their spikes. Like, usually there's a spike or two that's broken off. So I just waited for, like, the right one to come up, you know. Yeah. That one's hard. Bam Bam Bigelow is hard. So you did a lot of your hunting online. Well, you have to because that stuff's across the pond. Oh, yeah. It's just not really, it wasn't really sold over here. That's why I think Germany, too. So, and then the final thing I wanted to mention, ring replacement stickers, Hasbro Maniacs, uh, on eBay, they're from Germany, and they sell, like, reproductions of all the stickers, like the American flag stickers, you know, the little TV monitor, and the actual WWF logo that goes in the middle of the ring. So you can basically reproduce the exact way that the ring looked as close as you're going to get. And that's what's really cool, too. So you can, it's kind of like a refurbishment. So you can find that online as well. I'd recommend that. Yeah, I mean, it's not like WWF, um, it, the re- fixing the wrestling rings, like putting a, la- a new label on a cartridge. It's more like they all got destroyed. Right, and what what I did, I just cleaned off my wrestling ring completely, but then what was funny is when I got the stickers, I was like, okay, so I have basically all my tag teams are in the WWF ring, then I have a WCW ring with like more singles guys, but I, I just wanted to have a ring with tag teams because it's cool to have them kind of like in their own spot, um, because you can make tag teams that weren't really released, like the Mega Powers, for instance, yeah. Hulk and Macho, you can put those in there, so... What I ended up doing, I was like, well, all the figures are, you can't even see the logo anyway, because all the figures are in the ring, so I might as well just save these new stickers, and you can just store them underneath the ring. There's a nice little hole there, and just store shit under there. So it's like, I basically have a brand new ring in a way, even with stickers that aren't used. So that's the other cool thing. It's basically like, I just bought a brand new ring and with an unused sticker sheet. Nice. Yeah, so that's kind of the way that I see that, too. And what's crazy is, like, Smash is literally the same one that comes individually and in the tag team one. So it's like, you'd almost have to go boxed if you want to have both, because there's really no way to tell. (laughs) Yeah, so then you have that. Getting ridiculously dumb, I love it. Yeah, so you only know which Smash it is, if it was a single or the tag team version, if if it's actually in the card. Yeah, otherwise... They're the same. If you're going to go for a full set, you know, you're, you're going to have to do some extra digging. Yeah. But it's how crazy you want to get. I mean, that's the other thing. 
There, there might be differences in the face paint, though. It's hard to say because they're different factories, maybe. You don't know. Well, and, and that would also be fun is, like, getting air figures, too, later. So there's, like, three Rick Rude variants on the paint. <laughs> Light pink, dark pink, and then, like, a lighter black on the pink. So that's the thing. Yeah, those are probably all different, like, paint bases they used. Yeah. Well, the funny thing with magic cards, you can see there's like dark ink and there's light ink, so you can see when the run of ink started to run out and, and needed to be like replaced. Oh yeah, so you would have that too, like yeah. So I think that might be it too. Like the darker Rick Rudes were like when it was brand new, like switched, and then the the old ones are maybe when it was like at the end of the can or whatever, and then he needed to like flip it again. I mean, that makes sense. And that could be the same thing with the, um, you think that's the same thing with the color, too? One of the colors was running low in the, um, when they were painting Rick Rude. So all the dark purple or right, where that pink one was, is like the, the blue was starting to get low. It started to lighten up a little. Yeah, they had to mix, like, two colors together that were similar. Yeah, so the, that light one was starting to get low, and then they later on fixed it again. Yeah, I'd almost have to guess they didn't have the exact replacement, so they mixed it with something very similar, but those two blended and it created a whole new color. <laughs> That's probably a good guess. Um, oh, yeah, the other hard one to get is the second Brutus and his black shears. So the second Brutus came with the black shears, not the red shears. The handle is red in the original and the second one is black. He's got, like, zebra stripes in the second one. Yeah, I don't have the black shears, but I have both of our red shears, and that's fine with me. I really don't care. <laughs> like, see, that's the other thing, too. Like, I don't, I'm not going to go too far to where it's not fun anymore. <laughs> then then you're just, like, driving yourself crazy. There, There is a equilibrium, for sure. <laughs> the, the problem with the Hasbros, too, is paint loss. Um, so if you're buying online, I've passed up tons. Like, I'm a stickler. I really want mine to look clean as fuck. I prefer a pack fresh quality. So when you're talking about the dusty boots, like one of the boots are white and then the other boot is like yellow. So there we go. That's the the boots. And then there's like, again though, I think it's, there's three variants because I think it had to do with the dye or something because then there's like a darker yellow. Sure. Lighter yellow, dark yellow. Like it's almost a progression. So it's definitely not necessary. I think it's more factory error than anything. And it's almost like not thinking about what you used before. Like, um, it's a crazy reference and analogy, but with Hellraiser, Pinhead's voice, mm -hmm. they never took like schematics of what they used to get his voice. So each of the, each of the movies, they had to figure it out again. So his voice is slightly different. That's what he was saying in a horror convention. Doug Bradley, Pinhead. He's like, so my voice is slightly different each of the films because they never actually saved like the file of my voice. So they had to like figure it out again. That might be too, like no one ever saved the template. So they just kind of like, let's just go with something that looks similar. Um, it's also too, like if you get paint from a certain person, that company might change their distributor. So now you have like, a double whammy where the paint company changed their distributor, so now your paint looks different. <laughs> so you want me to read you a cool story? Absolutely. Apparently, um, there's a the Rhythm in Blues 
Greg the Hammer Valentine has a has a cool story from 2013. Apparently, Greg the Hammer Valentine himself was looking for a copy of it. Whoa. Um, yeah, because it was rumored to exist. It was in a catalog, promotional catalog. It was also in that one ad. Um, one surfer surfaced in 2013. Um, there's a figure of it. It shows all, it shows him with his black hair and his little rhythm and blues jacket and everything. Um, so the description on eBay, I have in my possession, the Holy Grail of WWF figures, Greg, the hammer Valentine rhythm and blues prototype, one of a kind, only one in existence. There were two made, but the other one was different than this one. Um, this is the one from the pictures. Um, I received it from my grandfather 23 years ago. He was a wood pattern maker for Hasbro. If you want to do some research, his name was Roman McNeil. He retired from Hasbro in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. (laughs) Like, he went back and quantified it. I love it. That's great. Detail. I have had it sitting in a box all this time and didn't know what I had until yesterday. I had been offered a couple thousand dollars already, but I'm not a collector, so I'd rather see it go to somebody who would appreciate it. Um, seems to be painted with flat colors and the figure moves pretty loosely. Um, it was not meant as a toy, but for advertisement. Um, it also says Greg raised cursive letters on the right side of his trunk. So if you have any questions and he put his number, which they didn't put in the thing. That was the one you saw because it was only meant for advertisement. Remember we saw that in that ad? Yeah. That's awesome. So that's a proto. It doesn't even have an action there. Final price was unknown, but it was around $7,500. Yeah, that's like a stadium event. You can pretty much name your price, and some psycho's going to come along, and I got to have it, dude. Oh, yeah. Just got to wait for the guy, the microcosm madman. And it looks like Greg's not going to get himself a copy. <laughs> hell no. Oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah, because they used, they used that exact figure in a... um in a promo, but the thing that's weird is, and maybe it was just all the figures, the pose that's on that Bring Home the Superstars Toys R Us banner uh-huh. is actually mirrored from the picture that they show. So in, in the picture from the eBay one, it's like a mirror picture, and you can see on the trunks that it says G-R-E-G, Greg, like raised on the front of the trunk. So it's it says Greg properly, whereas you can't see it zoomed in on the ad. So I don't know if the ad was backward or that's the second variant where the pose is inverse. That's probably what it is. Well, if you look at the other figures in the ad, that's how you could tell. The other thing is, is have you ever seen a WWF, the, the belt, where it was gold? I remember mine would have like specks of silver, but they all have, were like black. Completely black. All the ones I see online are more silver, but I was like, what the fuck is that? Mine was always black, and the one that you have is black. A lot of gold ones. The collection now has two black ones. I just keep putting it on Hulk. It's crazy, though, right? It's just, I mean, it must have been a newer... I'm almost glad we got the black, though, because it's it's classic, you know? It's like the first one. But I'd rather have, like, the original. Anytime. Well, I mean, it's it's... I'd rather have what we had. It's just funny though. It's like the one, um, there's like, there's people that literally just go on and play with the toys. 
Like, I have, like, matches and stuff? So, like, there's YouTube channels, and all they do is they literally just... They don't do, like, an unboxing and talk about the figure, but they actually, like, play with the toys and wrestle with the toys. I think that's awesome. I wish I could still do that. Yeah, I mean, I I see my, my daughter loves watching those. There was a certain age I hit where I just couldn't play anymore. It just wasn't, like, fun. Yeah. As a kid, it's kind of just like, you're just in this blissful, ignorant, like, heavenly world. Yeah, I mean, my thing was is that we would go hunting in yard sales and flea markets, and those were my classic stories, was, was like going to Uncle John's flea market and seeing a few of them and picking them up for a buck. And and those were the fun times. I, I always remember seeing a honky-tonk man and the guy at Uncle John's flea market always thought that Honky Tonk Man was Elvis. <laughs> oh, that's an Elvis figure. That's $30. And then when I proved to him that it was, no, that's Honky Tonk Man from WWF. Then he sold to me for like five bucks or something with the guitar. Was that the Star Wars guy? Yeah. I bet you, because he had that Dusty, too. I bet you he got it from the same person, like his little wrestling lot he bought from somebody. <laughs> and he thought it was just, uh, that's funny as shit, dude. Well, that, that's what makes Honk... That's an interesting thing, though, dude. It. Like, that makes Honky's Tonk a little more collectible. Because he does appeal to the Elvis people. If I was an Elvis fan, I would definitely want a Honky Tonk figure. Elvis impersonator. Like, for real, though. To find him with the guitar, man. It's a pain in the ass. I never saw him at the store one fucking time, man. Yeah. I mean, I found him in the wild. And, and it was fun. Like, I remember going with Mike in Ohio, and we would go hunting for Hasbro's and stuff, and Nintendo games. And... Well, as an adult, when you get your paycheck, it's like, look at all this fucking money. Like, let's just play. The classic Kyle now is, I didn't go out to eat today for lunch. Yes, time to get some Transformer <laughs> figures. But yeah, so I, I could get, you know, the one, two, three kid or uh, Billy or Bart Gun, like I did with the NES games that were super rare. But I kind of don't. I, I I like that I have something else to collect. That's really the point I wanted to get across, that I enjoy the fact that there's something else to hunt. Uh, when you get to that end point and you have everything, it's actually, you think it's going to be great, but it's kind of leaves you, as a collector, that's what I do. I, I love to just go out and hunt. So that's part of the fun of Hasbro's. It was kind of like the NES games. You see them a lot. They're very common, and they're very classic and retro. Uh, very equatable, actually. Yeah. I mean, to me, I, I enjoy the cartoony look of the Hasbros comparatively to any other figures that have or that have come out before or after. I just like that they have like an artistic aspect that kind of lasts a little longer, they're a little more surreal to me. They've, you know, went well over time, um... And, you know, they're just classic from our childhood. 